Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. What's up, everybody? This is Dr. Justin. I'm here with Dr. Paul Atchison, and we are your dental business mentors. So we're looking to field some questions and get some nitty-gritty info for you guys. Paul, what's up, brother? How are you doing today? Yeah, not too much, man. Doing good. I'm here to do some mentoring for the dental business. So I'm excited to do it. And and Yeah, DBM. (laughs) All right, cool. So what we're talking today, we're wondering about we're short-staffed, you know, we're looking at things. What can we do? I need front-end team members, just like our last episode two weeks ago, we talked about how to retain staff. But, you know, let's talk about, like, everyone's saying outsource, front desk. Why aren't you outsourcing more of your front desk work, more more of your admin work? So what do you think, Justin, is stuff that, what has your experience been with outsourcing, and what, what are some things that are worth outsourcing on the front end? Outsourcing is a good solution some of the time. <laughs> it, it depends on so many variables. And I think that's probably the best way to approach this. It's not a one size fits all solution. There's a lot of companies out there and a lot of tech companies that are doing a good job with creating AR AP solutions. So your, you know, vendor accounts and the monies that you got coming in. There's companies out there that are doing a good job answering phones and converting your new patients for you or taking out some of those longer calls, uh, you know, off your plate, the initial NP calls. There's some good companies that are also doing things like your procurement of supplies, right? Like management of your supplies. So they all exist. There's a lot of folks who will tell you they've had great experiences with the companies and there's some that won't. And I believe it's because like any company, you know, all these companies are doing their best to keep up. You got to remember if someone's answering your phones and you're having trouble getting someone to answer your phones, well, they got to find someone to answer theirs, right? Someone's got to answer those calls. A human being. It's not a robot. And so when they have these folks, usually they're in a call center or maybe they're working remotely from home. But nonetheless, they're like a call center type employee. And just take a look at the turnover rates in a call center. Yeah. The turnover rates in a call center are huge. It's not a job that somebody dreams of having for years. Like, hey, like, how do you build a culture in the call center long term? I mean, I've yet to see someone do that very, very successfully, right? They just create these systems, they create these scripts, they put someone in front of it, they get them to read them, and if it's done intelligently, they can convert your calls. Wonderful. You pay them a fee, it's over. But I do think, let's just take the phones, for example. I do think it's dependent on where you practice. Let's say you practice at some rural town where everyone loves to see the face of the person that answered the phone. It's not going to work, you know, especially if, if they have to call an 800 number to get a hold of you or some number that doesn't seem local. It turns some people off. In a bigger city, I've found that's not as much of an issue for some reason. They could care less that Susie's not at the front desk sometimes. So our rural practices are are more smaller town type settings where I've had practices. That was never successful. Having them do it in the bigger city or the city practices, that was more successful. It was helpful, but it came with some pain. And here's what it was. Number one, they would answer the call and then schedule the patient. But there was never really great training for them in terms of how to schedule that patient. So it'd be plopped in somewhere where we don't like it. And that created a lot of problems for the the team in the practice, or they didn't book enough time for a procedure or something of that nature. And that would cause problems. 
Well, the team would then say, I don't understand. I'm doing just as much work work anyway, redoing all the stuff that they've done. Or they told the patient this, and that's not even our fee. You know, stuff like this. So people will say, well, that's easy. You just onboard them. Well, that's wonderful. So that you onboard them, you teach that third party how to answer your call. So they sound like you because that's what they all say. We want to sound like an extension of your office, right? And you get them to do that and fine. Maybe if you luck out that you get someone who does that fairly well and does it consistently, but then they're gone. And now you get to do for the next person. So I don't think you can just offload something to someone without having a team member of yours getting involved on a micro level with these third parties. So if you want them to be an extension of your team, you got to be communicating them with them as often as you would with your team, making sure you're leveling them up, making sure they understand what the expectations are, and then monitoring their results. It's not a total hands-off approach. That's the problem with outsourcing, I think, sometimes is people are like, oh, we did it and it didn't work. And then they blame the company. But nobody talk, you know, nobody looks at the fact that they didn't put in the work and effort to actually work with that. They have to be treated that way, right? If you're not forming those relationships and, and developing as an extension, then I think you run into issues. Here's the second example. AR, for example. So you outsource AR, you don't have a team member that needs to do it. There's always going to be a component in practice that they need to do collection of co-payment, you know, things of that nature, right? But in terms of insurance verification and submission of claims and reconciliation of ledgers and all that type of stuff, all that stuff can happen through a third party. There's companies out there that do this and some of them do it pretty well, but there's an onboarding process. I've numerous examples of people who have started and then they they quit because they say our collections is worse than it was when we began. Well, It's going to take you time to develop a cadence and a system with this company too. Bottom line is if you outsource, you must treat them like an extension of your team, number one. means healthy communication, explaining the expectations, looking at the results and holding them accountable to those results. And so if you're going to do that, you need the time for that and you need a team member who's devoted to that. That's, That's what I'll say about that. Go out there and research the solutions that are out there. Meet with the company. And what I would do is if you're going to vet a company is the first thing is, so we have what we call a decision-making framework for working with third parties. So number one, what problem are we trying to solve through this company? Two, how well has this company solved a problem for people in the past? I mean, have they been around for a year? I'm probably not going to do business with someone who's been around for a year. Have they been doing it for five years? Okay, I'll probably consider that. That makes sense, right? They got a, a track record. So I think vetting the company is important and then also reaching out and talking to clients. People say, oh, well, you know, when you talk to clients, they're always just going to give you their best clients. And what's the point? I agree. That is true. But you learn a lot from the best clients, too. You get a chance to talk to them on why it's working. Why wouldn't I want to see why it's working? If I go there asking the client, hey, how were the first 90 days? What hiccups did you have to go through before it finally you know, was done right. Now we can prepare our own teams for what that process will look like. And we can hopefully hit a home run when we engage this, this company. Yeah, man. It's so true is we go in with the attentions that we don't have enough people to do this. It would be nice if somebody else did this. Oh, here's a service. Oh, they do it perfect. They never screw it up and they don't, we don't have to do it anymore. That's amazing. And then that's just not the result that we often get. And it, it's surprising to me because sometimes I'd be like, I feel like I want to do that. I want to make that company that people can outsource to because I feel like I can do it better. But I know in reality I can't because it's hard. There's people, there's, it's training and it's, it's, everyone's having the same labor market problems that they're having too. We talked about hiring for attitude and training for skills. And then maybe now it's more of like hiring for heartbeats. You know, it's, it, you don't know who you're going to get anymore. It's tough. And, and I would just share like my personal experience with outsourcing is we've outsourced insurance collections. We've outsourced insurance verification. 
And our, our experience has not been the greatest. And it's just because, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's that we didn't communicate enough with these people doing it. I know that we did when we found issues, but they were never resolved. And eventually it got to the point where it was like, I'm spending just as much time correcting mistakes as I am if we would have just did it ourselves. Now, I will say right now we are outsourcing new patient phone calls, but we have a phone tree that says, Hey, if you're a new patient, you know, press this number. If you're an existing patient, press this. If you're looking for a consult about orthodontics or cosmetic, press this. And just so everybody knows, we, we have online scheduling at www.nelsonridge.com. So we're trying to funnel people to the website to schedule as new patients. But the new patient phone call so far, that's been, that's been pretty good for us. But this is still new char- territory for us. We just started doing this. We're, we're not too far into this. So, so far, so good. And if I have to think of something to outsource that would be predictable, I would say the new patient phone call is something that could be done pretty well. But you mentioned people putting new patients in spots they don't go. Like our schedule's so templated, like they can't screw it yeah, up. It goes in yeah. the green block, you know? So it's, it's, I think that works well for us. Insurance verification, I just think that should be outsourceable, but I have not had good luck with it because they don't just don't get the information I want. I don't, I don't know why we, we can't, I, I'm, you're hearing my frustration. Yeah, man. You know? I hear you, dude. And I don't think that's a perfect way, but give it a try. If you're thinking about starting somewhere, start where you said with new patients and see how it goes. Try it out. Try some of the tips that we mentioned. Talk to other folks who have dealt with them. Look for a track record. Don't deal with companies who have new technology that you're going through beta testing and you know, you're like the first 200 offices and they've sold you some huge, you know, bill of goods. You know, take some time to maybe look for proof of concept and also talk to people so you can identify all the landmines and the issues that you're going to experience and then be prepared to put someone in charge to manage this person. Yeah. So and true. tell them, tell them it's going to take some time. A couple months, you're going to be feeling like it was better just to do it ourselves, but let's get these people to where they're at. And if it truly works, then great. If it doesn't, we're back to square one. That's just part of the process. Yeah, that's great advice, man. All right, if you guys want more content from me and Justin, www.dentalbusinessmentor.com, $179 a month, no subscription fees, no contracts, month to month, $179. Send your questions to us if you want us to answer your question on the air, info at dentalbusinessmentor.com.